Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. you miss me i'm back listen i had to take a situation here it cost me a couple of days i got under the weather got sick still kind of fighting it back actually this is probably the the manliest my voice is ever going to sound so i actually kind of like it because it's got a little bass in it not so much uh high end a little bit of low end for you ladies out there but hey we're back uh glad to be here glad you're with me listen this thing's winding down uh and as far as action goes, we're kind of getting limited. I'm not sure how long this show is going to go. You're probably going to be happy to hear it. it might not go as long as it usually does just because we don't have so many people we're talking about. We don't have so many different things that are going on in the house that we're trying to figure out. Everything's pretty much straight shooting. And so tonight's kind of like a Final Five special. Uh, we know what we've got left in the house. We know what we're dealing with. And we know who's going up and who's the target and all that stuff. So we're going to talk a little bit about strategies and things that have been going on over the last week and a half to put us where we are right now. I want to remind you guys, uh, you know, of course, if you want to, if you want to chat with other people that uh, enjoy Big Brother as, as much as you do, you can find some friends on there. You can argue. You can make your point. You can, I don't know, maybe you can even troll people. I'm sure they don't want me to announce that. But, hey, if you got a favorite, you can talk about it. You, meet, uh, you do meet some really cool people on uh, Morty'sTV.com. They are friends of ours. Uh, they advertise us. Great relationship. I hope we've helped them as much as they've helped us. Also, they have TVForums.net. It's a great place to go to get spoilers, talk about things. You know, and it, you know what? One of my favorite things before we get into stuff. One of my favorite things to do, and it may even be going on right now because of uh, Big Brother Over the Top. Uh, but there, there's like certain things throughout the year that I look forward to. This is this is how I live my life, okay? Uh, and I'm a sports fan, uh, so you know, around January, of course, you got the football bowls, the college football bowls, if you're into that. You know, Super Bowls coming, and then there's a little bit of a down period, and and I kind of look forward to Big Brother Canada at that point. Although I will go ahead and admit to you, I haven't seen the last two seasons. I will say this: I told I told my friend Sean this the other day, who's a big time Big Brother fan, and, and you know, we share a lot of info, and he tells me a lot of things I didn't think about. And I don't know. He's good. At, he's going to get my brain thinking. But anyway, uh, you know, I I don't know if you guys have ever watched Big Brother Canada. Usually, you know, if you're in the states, you have to get it through the internet. Tricky use of of technology will get you a live feed. Ask around, you'll find one. Um, but you know, they have uh, the different seasons and whatnot. And and season one was really good. But I have to say. Big Brother, I think Big Brother Season 2, I think it was, um, was probably one of my favorite seasons out of all the Big Brothers, including the U.S. I don't really watch the U.K. I am, 
you know, I know I've I've seen some of the UK. I think it's I think it's a really neat uh show. I don't like public voting. I don't like us being involved in anything. I've told you guys that for years. I don't like us voting on anything. I don't like us voting people out. I don't like us voting people in. I don't like any of that stuff. I, I think we stay out of it. I don't like giving people powers. I think it becomes a popularity contest, and it doesn't really go for a strategic move. It kind of goes for a popularity move, as we've seen kind of with the care packages, actually, this season. And it seems like every season that they want to involve us, I think we get more involved with giving them giving things to people in the wrong ways. So I'm not a big fan of that. So I'm not a big U, uh, UK fan. I know that's what they do. But Big Brother Canada is very similar to how the U.S. has played. And I believe it was season two uh, had uh, Nadia and uh, I want to say Sabrina, Heather, John. If I'm wrong, you know, call in, let me know, or, or send me a tweet or something. But I believe it was Big Brother season two or Canada season two. And I thought that was one of the best, 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 best uh, seasons of Big Brother of all. Uh, so, just for your information, there you go. But uh, listen, uh, you know what the uh, what the show's about. I give you the call-in number. You guys can tweet me. I'm gonna give a shout out to Twitter people. If you if you message me or you send me something, I'm gonna respond back to you. Uh, so, listen. Don't be afraid to tweet me. And understand, I'm on medication tonight. I'm on NyQuil, all kinds of things. I should not uh, go the way of Heath Ledger, hopefully. Um, but, I, I, you know, I'm fighting some things. So bear with me and my mind skips around. Uh, so anyway, want to give a shout-out to a couple of people. Ronald Johnson uh, joining us and, and following us. Uh, Raul Kadarna. Sorry if that's, some of these names are wrong. Uh, Sandy Conklin. Mike. Alex D. Roberts, of course, Morty's TV, always being kind to retweet things. Victor Alexander, Plastic Surgery Info, that's an interesting Twitter name. I had to probably go check that out. Always Mad Dog, appreciate you following us. President, President Little, Raven S. Armstrong, all you guys that have been tweeting throughout the week and sending messages, uh, Cher Hoy, uh, you know, Trisha Meckenzinger, whatever. I want to say thank you for you guys, to you guys for getting in touch with us, sending us tweets, keeping us involved, doing all that stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, we are going to look at a couple of things here, and especially Twitter polls, because I always like to put those out for you guys. I always like to put that out there and see what you guys think um, on basic things. Some of you guys don't like the questions. You know, get over it. I can't help it. You know, you've got to ask questions. I know that a lot of you guys don't like anyone, and you don't like how anything's gone about. You don't like all this stuff, and I, I understand that. But the Twitter questions are just there for our entertainment to get some feedback from you guys to know what you guys think about the show. Uh, and, you know, it was interesting. We get a lot of really interesting, interesting responses um, from you guys, and it kind of kind of lets me know where we're at, you know. kind of lets me know where the show's at. Not that I can really help you do anything about it, but it's just nice to know where your feelings are. I got a kind of an idea but I asked you guys, who do you not want to see as a final two? Like, what what player do you not want in that final two? And it was pretty overwhelming. You know, I kinda, it only gives me so many spaces to fill out. Somebody was asking me, why don't you do Paul and Victor separate? I, I, it, it, I only got so many spaces I can put in there for you guys to, to click on. So it, it is what it is. Uh, 49% of you said that you don't want Nicole anywhere near that final two. That's an overwhelming majority. Uh, James being second at 19%. Of course, this is this might have changed over the last couple of minutes. But Paul and Victor came in at 17%. I'm kind of surprised a lot of people don't want – I think there's some people that don't want Victor in that final two. Maybe they don't like Paul. Um, I could see why that's lower. I'm surprised James is a little lower. But Nicole is just overwhelming. I mean, it's a tidal wave of real true negativity from you guys saying, listen – we really don't want Nicole in that final two. But the bad news for for those that feel that way, and I might be included in that, we're going to talk about it a little bit tonight. She might be there. She really might be there. Now, I don't think Nicole's got a shot to win, but Nicole could make a really good case. And, and once we break down these things that these guys have been doing throughout the house, the last couple of weeks especially – you break down who's the most who's who's the biggest threat of the last you know couple of people that are in the house. 
Nicole has actually turned her game on quite a bit. Now, I know Corey's involved, and I know that she hangs on to showmances. And I know that she doesn't do well in comps, and she, you know now. But now we're seeing her do okay in comps. I know James gave her that HOH, and I know that there was a way where she kind of manipulated her way into the first HOH. But I want I, I, there's something I want you guys to realize, and, and you're probably going to argue with me. You're not going to agree. I get that. But part of the competitions in this game it is a social game. It is a every day in this house. Uh, that's not to give Nicole any credit. That's just something to say, you know, your everyday game play in the house, that minus the competitions, to me, you're, you, the way you handle yourself in the house, the way, the way you play socially in the house is a competition uh, because either you're trying to pull the wolves over somebody's eyes or you're trying to manipulate someone or you're backstabbing someone, whatever it may be. I mean, you're playing a competition in the house as well. Uh, so it's not just about comps, wins, or losses. It's, it's about really everyday life in that house and how it comes to play uh, for you every day as a player. So it's something to really consider and think about. And if you guys are some of the fans like me that are saying, listen, we want manipulation, we want backstabbing, we want lying, we want the worst of the worst, we want rob, rob cheat, and steal, that's what we want. You lie, cheat, and steal. That's what we want. We want to see a Dr. Will game, or we want to see a Dan Giesling game. Of course, we haven't seen that type of game in a long time, um, but on a level that we're, you know, accustomed to in the past. But what we are seeing now is lying, cheating, and stealing. I mean, we are seeing that with the Corey uh, as they begin to make their process, hopefully, to them, to make the final four, final three, final two. So, we are seeing a lot of that. And, you know, as we talk about the cheating and the lying and the backstabbing, the next Twitter poll question comes out that says, hey, should have Nakori stuck and honored their Paul and Victor Final Four or the Natalie and James Final Four? And this was almost really right down the middle, which surprised me. Uh, Vic and James barely edging it out as far as last I saw at 52%. Uh, Vic and Paul, sorry, edging it out at 52%. Uh, just barely getting over that line. 48% of you said Natalie and James should have been the people they honored. Um, but, you know, these things fluctuate. And I think one of the things that I'll give Nakori credit for, and we'll talk about it as we go, is that fluid mo- movement. I mean, sometimes you do have to do that. I know that there's a lot to be said for loyalty, but, uh, you know, <laughs> your loyalty outside of your immediate person. Uh, you know, let's talk about uh, the Brigade. Let's talk about the Renegades. Let's talk about Chilltown. You know, you know, in these type, uh, you know, the the Hitman. When you're talking about, you know, alliances, uh, the best really come down to two people, and those two people do what they have to do to work and 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 function. And sometimes in a bigger group, like the Brigade, let's say, and 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 a lot of times, like with the Hitmen working in a in a ten person alliance. Sometimes that's kind of how you move fluid, but really your alliance is to each other. And I find that as I go back and watch seasons again and as I remember seasons, you know, it seems like, you know, like that Jason Danielle in season three, you know, the people that really stick to one person and kind of remain fluid within groups do the best. So it's hard to say, oh, you've got to stay loyal to this Final Four and you've got to stay loyal to that Final Four. It's It's an unfair moment to a player and their partner to say you've got to stay with these people. I think it's smarter to always be ready to move and pivot. And i got to be honest with you, Corey and Nicole being willing to pivot the way that they have has landed them to be together still at this point. Now, after we talk about what happened, you guys already know from tonight's episode that uh, Vic and Paul are going to be the nominees and Corey is HOH, that, listen, those, those two are going to take a risk at one of them going home. There will be no other two solids outside of Corey and Nicole. And, and we can say a lot of things, and we can say, oh, this and that. But at the end of the day, the game plays out the way the game plays out. And you can say production's involved, but let's just say that they're not. The game has played out the game the way it's played out, and it, and it has landed in the Corey in a situation where most really good two-person alliances end up. They end up in that final four. I mean, they've got no threat to go to the Final Four. And so it's a situation that's very, very, very credible to them, in my opinion. 
Um, and so, you know, who would have been the best one to go to the Final Four with? I think, honestly, they're doing it the right way. I mean, they're going to limp in. Or really, they're going to – they're not even going to limp in. They've got both legs, and they're taking two people that are away from their their solid two alliance. You know, if Paul is not the is not the target and Paul stays, he's coming through without his guy, Victor. And James will be coming through without his partner, Natalie. They're both going to be handicapped going into the Final Four. Meanwhile, Corey and Nicole – <clears throat> Excuse me, Corey and Nicole—you can't separate them. They're not going to separate, and I'd be surprised if either turn on each other. <clears throat> Again, sorry, coming over cold here, but these two are going to be very, very solid going into a Final Four situation. And so, I—I I honestly think it—you know—it might have been a trick question on our part. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I think that I actually think that Corey did everything right. I told you guys on the last uh, episode that we did, which is the week before last, I said the best final two for the show, for CBS, for the fans, whether you like it or not, dragging you down, kicking and screaming, and really for the franchise, was going to be Vic and Paul. And I believe that. I believe that with all of my heart, the best final two on finale night ends up being Vic and Paul. We're not going to get that luxury. So now we have to think about what's going to be the most most realistic final two and whether or not we even really like that. But at the end of the day, when you think about who's playing the best game right now, you do have to tend to, and I know it sucks, but you've got to tend to lean a little towards Nikori. I tell you guys this. I tell you this every season. Uh, one of the things that matters the most in the game it's not the big moves made at the beginning. It's not the big moves made at the, at the middle. And, in fact, I would, I would garner to tell you guys that I really do believe the best game strategy is to really lay low and be involved, be friendly, ask questions about people, get to know them, get to be everybody's buddy, don't make any waves, don't get yourself put on the block, just go along with what people want to do, be involved in alliances, do what you need to do. But I think it's like playing poker. And I told you guys this last season, and I'll reiterate it because we've got more listeners than we used to have. I think, you know, there's a strategy in poker where you really slow play. I mean, you just really slow play. You don't really go for big pots unless you've got – you're holding really good cards. You don't really go after the pots. You don't bluff anybody. You just play real easy. You save your stack. You try to get in and out as cheap as you can. And then as people begin to get more aggressive – they begin to spend their money. They begin to show their hands. They begin to show a lot of their te- their technique, their tendencies, their their tells, whatever. And then as people begin to get out of a tournament or out of a table tournament, let's say, as the numbers dwindle down, then you begin to get a little stronger. Then your moves become, uh, become a, a lot bigger. And people really don't know what your intentions are. Are you a bluffer? They think that, you know, they've seen you play conservative the entire time, but now are you bluffing now that you're more aggressive? Or are you somebody to back away from? And I think that Big Brother is a lot like that. I compare it to chess and poker. It's kind of a hybrid. And in my opinion, like in chess, there's a beginning, middle, and end game. And your beginning game, in my opinion, has to be a really low, lay low, get to be everybody's friend, uh, entertain people, ask a lot of questions. You want them to get comfortable with you. You want to pull them into your friendship circle. You want them to feel close to you that they can trust you. And they'll begin to tell you things, and you'll begin to tell them things, and you'll begin to kind of work your way in. And then the middle game, you kind of start to vote in ways that are going to be more aggressive. And then at the end, you begin to come really out of your shell, and you begin to get aggressive. You start winning those things. You start making the big moves. You start putting big teams up, or big people up. Uh, you start. You don't put pawns up. You don't play that crap. You, you go after people. In a way, if you look at how Nikori's gameplay has been, it's been very similar to that. And I'm not saying they're the most deserving. What I'm saying is, is that the, what matters is the biggest move. And, you know, this brings me back to uh, Big Brother Canada Season 2. Uh, the whole point of me bringing that in. There's a certain point in that game, and I won't, I won't ruin it for you guys who have seen it because I think it's one of the best seasons that's been put out for Big Brother. There's a point where somebody has to make a move, and they, they've, made, they've, they've done really good in this season, 
they've made some competition wins. They've they've kind of played it safe, and they've kind of done somebody else's bidding throughout the season. Okay, it's kind of like they've teamed up, and that person's kind of telling them, "Man, this is what I think you need to do." They've done it, done it, done it. Then it gets down to this final couple of people. I mean, it's like final three, and this person wins this HOH, and he's got to make this huge decision. And it's the biggest decision of the game, what he decides to do, and it ends up winning him the game, okay? He ends up sending somebody home that shocked everybody. I mean, it was like, what in the hell? He ends up sending home the person that was his partner through the game. I probably just ruined it for you. But it's the biggest move of the game. It didn't matter what other people had done. It didn't matter who was sitting next to him and what they had done throughout the game at the beginning or middle of the game, how long they survived, how long they might have been a target and made it through it. No, what mattered was you made the biggest move at the most valuable time. That's what I'm trying to put onto you guys. I want you to see that the most valuable moves are being done at the most valuable time, which is at the end. i got to give it to Nikori. Uh, you know, I think Paul and Victor were waiting just a week too late. My God, if Victor had just done it, and I really, really wanted him to put Victor – or I'm sorry – I wanted Victor to put up Corey and James together. That would have been his smartest, smartest move. I know that he was loyal, but as we talked about in our last show, that $5,000 was a big move by Corey, huge move by Corey, and I couldn't express it enough last show. Corey's $5,000 wasn't, hey, Victor, I love you, man. I want you to have $5,000. That's how he painted it. In reality, I'd like to think, I might be giving him too much credit, But I'd like to think that Corey said, this is going to buy me safety for next week, and then we can go after them. And if he was correctly thinking that way, genius move on Corey's part. I know we don't think he's the brightest bulb in the tannin bed, and I get that. But that $5,000 bought them safety, and it allowed them to strike first. There's one thing I believe. When you're in an alliance with people that are not your your main, like they say, ride or die, You've got to realize that you've got to stab somebody before they stab you. Corey did that, and Nicole did that before Victor and Paul did it. And Victor should have done it last week. He should have struck. He really should have taken a strike on both sides, and he didn't. That five thousand dollars got in his head. It was his loyalty. Man, smart move on Corey's part, and this is where they've ended up. So when we come down to, to you know this final five. I got to say, Corey's played it very well. Listen, got to take your commercial, guys. You know how we got to do this. When I come back, we're going to talk talk a little bit about strategy. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about uh, Natalie and her attitude kind of coming out. We'll kind of discuss that a little bit. Hold on, guys. This is Big Brother Show with Sam. We'll be right back. It's not about anything else. Crunchy corn snack comes in seven nut busting flavors. Bust a nut at a convenience store near you.
My God, I just had the worst coughing fit, guys. I mean, have you ever had that where you just it's just burning your throat and you're trying to do something as quickly as possible? Absolutely awful. I'm glad you didn't have to hear that. <clears throat> I almost didn't mute the mic. You almost did hear it. Uh, of course, that was corn nuts and a little bit of the gorillas bringing us back in. Somebody said, finish your thought from earlier. You didn't finish it. Uh, oh, yeah, big shout-out to Caitlin and Stephen for liking the tweet that the show's live. Thank you guys very much. Caitlin, I would try to say your last name, but it's very difficult. It's odd. Not odd, just odd for me to try to pronounce. No no offense. Okay. Uh, oh, well, you know, what I was talking about earlier about, um, you know, the things that, are, that I look forward to throughout the year, Big Brother Canada being one of them. Uh, the other thing I look forward to, uh, and I did – kind of missed my thought there. The other thing I look forward to is spoilers and things, kind of like with what I was talking about with Morty'sTV.com. Listen, I love getting on there and reading spoilers before the season starts. Who's going to be on? What the makeup's going to You know, 80% of the time it's all incorrect information. You guys know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, Will's going to be on. Will's brother's going to be on. It's going to be blood versus water. I have a cousin that works on the set of Big Brother CBS. He said this and he said that, you know. So I, I love that stuff, and that's something that uh, I was saying that Morty's does provide there. So they're they're a partner of ours, uh, so they do bring us live to you. So that's another great way to go on there. And I don't know if they're doing the, you know, Big Brother over the top. I'm sure that there's rumors starting. I'm sure people are talking about what they're going to do this season. <clears throat> I heard some awful, awful, awful rumor, and I mean awful, just to have some fun here for a minute before we go into the strategy talk. Awful, awful rumor that Day and Frank would be back. Uh, guys, please don't believe that. I don't think that's happening. They're not going. You know what? I, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm not going to add a rumor, but I'm going to tell you. I think it would be completely sensible for them to move Victor and Paul into the next season. I think it'd be a really interesting for them to put them back in as vets. I don't think it's going to happen, and I still can't tell you how this is going to work out because. To, to my knowledge, I usually get some info. I mean, I don't, I don't know people that know people. I just know people. And I, I don't get a lot of info from what is going on with Over the Top. I, I really couldn't tell you. I couldn't guess on my best day what it is that they're, tr- that they're going to be able to do. I mean, I don't even know how we're going to be able to do it for you guys. I know that there's going to be like one episode on Wednesday – and we, maybe we'll go live Wednesday with it. We're going to have to figure that out. We're gonna, I'm going to get with the people that put this together with me, and we're going to figure this out, man, because I, I think they're going to do one show on Wednesday or something weird like that that's like a normal edited show like you would see on TV, and that's going to have all the competitions that have to be a two-hour show, I would guess. I don't know. It's going to be quite an interesting thing. I, I, the plan is to try to do Big Brother over the top. What we may find is with it being live and you guys seeing everything as it happens, it might be just really difficult to do. If that's the case, we may take the time off and just come back and and reattack Big Brother 19. Um, But we're going to try – I think we're going to try it. Last last I heard, we're going to try to do Big Brother over the top. But, man, I am sweating it because I don't know how we're going to do this. And and I have no info. Uh, It's it's just – I don't know. I think they move so quickly on it. I I mean, I don't even know anybody who's been to the the, – I don't want to say tryouts, but for the auditions, I don't know anybody that can, that you know, sometimes, a lot of times you can go and find people that have, or I'll get messages from people who auditioned, and they'll tell me, oh, you know, I was this close or whatever, and this is the person I saw, and I saw this type of person. And, and I've, I've, there's been some familiarity from people that have been on air compared to what people have told me they've seen uh, during their sessions and being kind of put away, because you get... I guess you go to sequester, and you you might be like one of 25 people in sequester, and then they kind of they kind of whittle you down, or they have done that in the seasons past. So I got nothing, nothing. So I don't know what the deal is going to be, guys. But that's one of the things that's fun to me with Morty's. Uh, going back to that, I've rambled on, but is is going on there and kind of talking about rumors and things that are happening. Uh, but anyway, let's get on with what everything's going. This is a final five special. This is where we're at. We lost Natalie. Poor Natalie. She's gone. And i got to be honest with you, I think we found out she was as fake as the day is long. Uh, I, you know, the thing that struck me about Natalie and the thing that I felt was really sad about Natalie is that I think, I think she forgot the cameras were on when she's upset. 
Uh, I think she was really honestly pretty hateful to, to James. So I think we found out James is, I don't know. I mean, the word I would use is probably offensive. But I, I just think that James is somebody who is a real sucker uh, for women. And aren't we all guilty? But I think uh, James, you know, for him to throw himself on the sword, we saw that last week. It just, the whole thing was just awful to watch. Um, James, not my favorite player this season, not somebody that I I honestly want to see win. Uh, I don't think that he's deserving of it. But somebody who you honestly realize, my gosh, this guy really, you know, he really was in love with her. And we knew that. But, you know, he's really, really willing to, you know, to lose his game over it. And to be honest with you, somebody who's willing to do that is not somebody in my book that needs to be playing. Um, but we've seen it get caught before, you know, Shelly and Clay, And, you know, we've seen it happen. Uh, uh, you know, um, Liz and uh, – my gosh, my mom went blank. Liz and yeah, whatever his name is. Uh, Austin, Liz and Austin, thank you. Uh, somebody just messaged me. Um but it's one of those things where you just see somebody willing to throw their game away. It's sad. There are a lot of you out there that try every year. I know Mad Dog tries uh, to get on that show, and I think she'd be great on it. Hopefully she'll get a shot. But there's people that really try to get on this show that really want to play and want to play from a strategy point of view. They, they love the show. They want to be a part of it. And it's sad to see somebody come in and completely get depleted, especially in a romance um, and get destroyed the way that he has. I mean, I've been reading a lot of the feeds, and it seems like that's all he's been talking about over and over again is, is Natalie. And so I think that, uh, you know, in this situation, we saw Natalie have a really, um, I don't know, have a really poor attitude towards James when things were not going their way. When things were going their way, you know, everything was great, and she was all Team James. She wanted to be involved with James. She wanted to trust James and do what James told her to do. And she wanted to tell James what to do and who to trust. But a minute that things kind of got, adversity kind of ticks in, you kind of see her attitude, the way that she treated the guy was pretty badly, you know, kind of cutting him off and not wanting to talk to him. And I think we all knew by the fact that she wouldn't kiss him, simply just kiss him. Uh, You know, we knew that it was not going to be a real true romance, and we knew that James was headed for some heartache. Um, but it was kind of hard to watch. Um, and, and you know what? Honestly, Sam being Sam and probably not the best person on the planet to get female advice from, I think the moment she started acting like that, I would have completely separated. And I know that that's easier said than done, but I would have done it. I've done it before. You just kind of go, you know what? You're not who I thought you were. It's just better that we play our own game from here. Good luck to you. I wish you luck. I just think that at that point there was nothing he was going to do or say that was going to make it right. But the thing that bothered me the most about Natalie is, uh, excuse me, is Natalie's ability to kind of make everything seem like it was okay when the cameras were on. I don't know if you noticed, you know, anytime they were sitting on the block and it was, oh, time for her to maybe get voted out, then she talked about, you know, James being her soulmate and James being this wonderful person that she met. Man, you know, she just hopes everything's going to be great when they get outside of the house. She can't wait to get along with their friendship, quote-unquote. And then she gets out in front of Julie after she gets voted out this Thursday, and it's like, oh, man, you know, I, you know, he's just such a great person. And I love how Julie – and I know a lot of people don't like Julie. I do, personally. Maybe I'm just so used to her by now. But I think she's truly a game fan. I think she, she loves the game players. I think she's a big Dr. Will. I think she's, she loves Dan. I, I think she's somebody who really, really likes the game players. Um, she likes to see moves made in the house uh, from things that I've seen that she said. Um, and, you know, and I like how she kind of went after her. She was like, you know, you did kind of throw James under the bus, and I think she did. I think she did throw James under the bus. And I think there was a lot about Natalie that Natalie forgot sometimes that the cameras were on. And it's funny how that happens when people get in their most – uh, and, you know, and when they're facing adversity, they kind of forget the cameras are on. They kind of do and say things that they might regret later uh, or wouldn't want somebody to hear. And that's the, that's the real shame about it is that I just felt like Natalie was fake when the cameras were on. And when the cameras were off, she was she just became a very, very mean person uh, and very shut off from James. And that was sad to see. So anyway, who cares? She's gone. Hallelujah. I'll be honest with you, the last two evictions of Michelle and, and, and Natalie were my two favorite evictions. I don't think they were the smartest people to go home, 
but as a person who watches this show and has a personal feeling on certain people, I was happy to see Natalie and Michelle go. I was. I didn't think Michelle. I told you guys I don't like to attack people personally. I have done this show for years. I have yet to attack somebody personally, but I do not think that Michelle was. I think Michelle just has a lot of issues, and I think she's very immature. And I think Natalie is very immature, and I think she has issues, not on the level of Michelle. But I was just glad to see them go home, although I think Natalie, I think James should have been the person that they took out personally. I think Natalie, it would have worked out better for her because I think Natalie could have worked the whole take me to the final two situation, maybe try to win that final HOH, but work everybody in a way of saying, look, I'm the person you can take the final two. Polly don't like me. A lot of people on that jury don't like me. Take me to the final two. And I don't think that she worked it the right way. I think she threw James under the bus. And Paul, being the person that was, you know, not being the most loyal guy in the game, you know, kind of took offense to her not being very loyal to James after some of the things that James had done for her. And I think Victor took offense to it as well. And so she ended up going home. So we saw Natalie leave, leave out. Now, now we're talking strategy of the final five. Where does this put James? And as we see, Corey wins this HOH. He nominates Victor and Paul. Complete blindside to those guys. Listen, Victor, I, I can't express this enough. Victor is the Frank of season, four, of season 18. And 14, Frank trusted people so much that Frank got himself screwed. And he had to win and win and win to get himself out of it. That was Frank in 14. And I know a lot of people didn't like Frank in 18. But I'm telling you, Frank in 14 was a guy – that I felt like I could really cheer for because he was always up against the wall. He was always trusting people that were backstabbing him. He was getting used constantly. Uh, And to me, Victor's that same person. Victor's that person that tried to be somebody that, hey, just work with me. You can trust me. I'll work. Of course, he got Paul. But it was like Victor finally found his home in that final four with Nicole and Corey. And it just seems like it just really hit him hard. And I don't think he caught on yet that the $5,000 was kind of a buyout for them to stay safe another week, and, and they kind of kind of bought his conscience. And, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a sad thing to see. But where we're at now is seeing that James is by himself. I think James now needs to play the role that I wanted Michelle to play. I think Michelle got too involved with Natalie and James. She got too hooked up with Natalie and James. She couldn't keep her mouth shut. She talked horribly about people in the house. She didn't try to play anymore. She just kind of coasted on. She thought Natalie and James were going to take care of her. If I would have hooked up with anybody in the house, it would have been Victor and Paul if I'm that third wheel. I am not hooking up and riding with the showmance. That's Michelle's biggest mistake and why she was not a good game player this season. I think James needs to figure that out. I think if he rides up under Nicole and, and, and Corey, I think he's going to find the same problem. He's not going to be able to break up Nicole and Corey, although a lot of people say – Nicole and James have an outside alliance before they got in. I don't know if that's true. It's very upsetting if that is true. It would not surprise me. I think it's something that production probably would like to see. But at the end of the day, it's a bad situation for James to be in. Now, how James makes this a better situation is just lay back. Don't even try to win comps. Just stay cool, man. Get to that final HOH, get in that final three, and then win it. But I have a bad feeling that James is going to make some bad moves coming up, and I think he's going to get really stuck in Nicole Nicole and Corey's crawl. I think he's going to be part of their bag when he really probably should be working with whoever's left over from this eviction, and I don't see James being smart enough to do that. Uh, But we'll see. James being left on his own, though, I think that Natalie's so much uh, uh, was so much of an emotional drain for that guy. I really, I really could be putting my, ma- my foot in my mouth, and I've done that all season. But I have a hard time seeing James really turn it on at the end of this game. I think James is kind of just floating out there, and I don't see James turning it on and try and really getting the focus that James usually has for these types of things. I think he's. I think. I think James is just a dead duck. Um, and and that leaves us really in a situation where Paul and Victor being on the block, Nicole has won the POV. Nicole is not going to use the POV. It's already been discussed. Uh, there is no chance that she's going to use it and put James up. 
I think for some reason, that's suspicious, as people have said, James and Nicole seem to really protect each other. I think that there is a plan there. If they didn't put it in at the beginning of the season, they put it in somewhere where these two are working together without really talking about it. It's it's a very weird relationship between James and Nicole. Um, but my suspicion is is that, you know, of course, Nicole will not win the will not use the POV. Uh the nominations will stay the same. You guys are smart enough to know that. And really I think Victor's the target. Victor's the guy that's gonna go home. His luck has really run out. And I liked Victor. I was cheering for him. I really wanted to see him in a final two with Paul. Again, I thought that was the best final two. Um, but it seems that Victor has trusted to the point where where now he is in trouble. And now he's gonna go home. Uh, leaving Paul there. Now, with Victor being gone, this changes the dynamic for Paul. I think Paul still has a great shot, okay? Uh, If Paul can get James unhooked from Nicole and Corey and get James to see, listen, you've got to shake James up and you've got to say, you've got to get focused. You don't realize how close you are to half a million dollars. It's going to solve a lot of your problems, and we're not going to go into a lot of James's personal issues, but James needs money, okay, and James needs to take care of some responsibilities. And it's an opportunity for Paul to say, James, listen, we can do this. Me and you can go to Final Two. I lost Victor. Me and you have equal rights to, to explain why we can win, but I'm telling you right now, if you go to final three with Nicole and Corey, you are going to have to win the HOH to get rid of one of them. And who are you going to get rid of? Okay, and you might say, "Well, I probably would get rid of, I probably get rid of Corey." But here's the thing: if you run down the threats as they rank in this house right now, Victor's got three three HOHs, two return wins where he came back in the game, one veto nomination and nominated three times and evicted twice, okay? Corey's sitting on two HOH wins, three veto wins, and nominated three times. Nicole's sitting on two HOHs and two veto wins with zero nominations. Paul's sitting on one HOH win, two veto wins, nominated six times, never evicted. James is sitting on one HOH and one nomination. Paul needs to tell him, I'm the only person you have a shot against. I know what people said about Nicole. I get it. But there's the thing. When you're in the house playing with a snake, you can't stand them. When you're outside the house and you see a snake play, you begin to appreciate their game. If you think that you're going to go up in a final two with Nicole or Corey and have a shot, you're out of your mind. I'm the guy you need to take. Paul has got to get James to see where he's coming from. If Paul is going to have a chance to end this game in a final two shot to win the money. Now, I think once once it gets to the final two, Paul works the jury. I think Paul's going to be one of the best people to sell himself to the jury as long as he keeps friendship out of every three words. And as long as there's not your boy at the end of every sentence, he'll be fine. I think he can talk his way into winning the money if he's up against James. I don't think James is going to have much of a shot. Paul can argue I've been nominated six times. I'm still standing here. I've lost everybody in my alliance. I'm the last survivor. Here I am in the final two. James was in a showmance and slept through half the season. He's got one HOH win. That's it. Paul can fight this thing. He can work it, but he's got to get James on his side. Um. I think at this point for Paul, if he can get James to work with him, if him and James are going to go against Nicole in this next HOH, all right, which is going to be you're going to get double HOH opportunity after this, okay? You don't have to sit out for the next one because it's going to be the final three. This is a situation after this week where James and Paul need to say, These, this is the HOH next week that we have to win. Actually, probably on Tuesday, right? Because they're going to move everything around for Thursday night football. This is the eviction. This is the HOH we have to win. It's going to give us a back-to-back HOH here. If we can win this one and we have an opportunity to win the next one. It's going to be a four after this week. So if they can work that, I think 
that the shot that they have is going to be those two versus Nicole. I think they have an excellent shot to win this HOH because Corey's going to have to sit out on it. And then they're going to have to put Nicole and Corey up. Now, from my point of view, do I think that Nicole that, – that's the point where you have to start thinking who's the best person to take a final two. I let fate decide that. And the reason I would let fate decide that is I think, I think, I think Paul has a shot against Nicole or James. I don't know that he has a shot against Corey. Corey's made a lot of big moves at the end of the game. I think what he's going to have to do is put Nicole and Corey up with James as the vote. And he's going to have to either let James decide that or let Vito decide that. And if Vito decides it and Corey wins it and pulls himself off, then James is a person you probably have to get rid of. Well, no, you do have to get rid of Nicole. You can't let those two go to the final. So James really isn't a benefit of a situation as long as he doesn't do what Michelle did. Don't crawl up in the showmance and hide there. You need to be working with the person that's also limping and try to give him another leg. That's the only way James is going to get through this because he's not going to win. I just don't have faith in James winning that final HOH and having a shot. This also, of course, like I said, this works to Paul's benefit. It works to James's benefit. A Paul-James final two gives them both argument, but Paul's going to sweep it. you just got to convince James that he's going to have an opportunity. you got to convince James that everybody in the jury is going to like James. It's a great argument to make towards him to get him to, to, to work you into that final two. That's what Paul needs to do now. It's what James needs to do now. The best option for both of them will be to work together. I think... However, if Paul doesn't make the move and James, I know, won't make the move, I would be pretty shocked to see James work with Paul on his own. Nicole and Corey probably survived this thing. One of them's probably going to get to be the vote because they're probably going to put, of course, James and Paul up. If neither one of them win the POV, Nicole, or, or really probably shoot it's going to be Corey's going to get to make that decision it's a bad situation James thinks that if he can concede that HOH to Nicole it's a very strong possibility that Corey is going to flip that and send James home because he's scared of the connection that him and, and Nicole have that's just a possibility on James's part so that's that's strategy for Paul and James now Corey I think you would like to say that Corey is in a strong position right now, and they are, but I think as Corey should visualize and see that Nicole's going to have a problem in this final HOH, or, or not the final one, but this one coming up. If James and Paul are going to work together, Nicole is going to have a really hard time pulling off this HOH. I mean, there's only so many times lightning is going to strike in this game. I'm not sure that Nicole is going to strike lightning again. She's had two HOHs given to her. Now, she does get in POVs at the end of this thing, but these two HOHs uh, were primarily given to her that she has, two of them. So I don't trust that Nicole is really the person going to – now, Corey's got to rely on her to do that Tuesday night. I think Nicole and and this whole Nicole thing is about to have a real problem, and that is I think that Paul is going to be that guy of everyone in the house, with Corey having to sit out this HOH, I think that Paul is going to seek his revenge. I think Paul is going to play for the HOH this Tuesday night. I think he's got a great shot at winning it, and I think he's going to turn tables quickly. Now, on top of that, I think that it comes down at that point, if they go to the final three together and James goes home in some way, that's going to come down to Corey and, and, and really Corey and uh, Paul fighting each other for that final HOH spot. It's going to be one hell of a battle. I think that I think Paul's got to get rid of Corey right now. And I think Paul can do well against Nicole. I think he can do even better against James. But this is a time for Paul to set up a movement with James to get rid of Corey. And the Corey is, like I said, going to be in a lot of trouble, I think, coming up. The only thing that they can really do, I, I think Nicole has to be smart enough at this point, and I get that, you know, I know a lot of you are laughing, but Nicole's got to be smart enough at this point to realize, I can't beat Corey. She cannot beat Corey. Paul needs to tell her. James needs to tell her. 
You cannot be Corey. If you want the half a million dollars, Corey is not the guy you've got to take. All right? He's turned it on way too much in the last couple of weeks. He's got two HOH wins, three veto wins, and he's been nominated three times. He's still standing. I get that you have two HOHs, but let's be honest, Nicole, two of those were given to you. You do have two vetoes, but you've never been nominated, which might give you credit in some ways. But a lot of people are going to look at, at Corey and say, hey, he survived his three nominations. He's also won in his own HOHs and his own vetoes, which have protected you and gotten you to the end. Nicole now needs to realize she cannot win against Corey. And, in fact, I don't think Nicole can win against Paul. But James's smartest talk to her would be, you've got to get rid of Corey. Paul's smartest angle for her you got to get rid of Corey. They have to convince her that she's got to get rid of Corey before this final three happens. So whoever slips in that final three, be it James or Paul, it's going to be time to really set Nicole to the side and say, we've got to work together to get rid of him. I will send him home or you send him home. But we need to be in that final two together because neither one of us is beating Corey. And I think it's valid. I think it's a very valid point that neither, you know, really anybody at the end right now I think can beat well, I think I think Paul can. Let me say that. But I think Paul can argue a point to make everyone feel like Corey can beat him. Corey is the most dangerous player with Victor gone. If these guys at the end of this game do not explain to Nicole that it's time to separate, it's not going to happen. Now, we know how indecisive, indecisive Nicole has been this season. I don't think you're going to get her to get rid of her security blanket. In fact, I think there's a part of Nicole that thinks she might be able to win that final two. And I think a lot of it comes from her fear of making a big move. I don't know. I think Nicole likes to talk about big moves. I don't know that Nicole wants to make the big moves. I think Nicole did break that tie to send Michelle home. But that wasn't difficult. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to give her credit. To me, Michelle was the most obvious person to send home. She had every argument in the world to say, look, why wouldn't I send Michelle home? That's all she talks about. She talks about me being this awful person and talks about how nobody can trust me. Why wouldn't I send her home? And nobody batted an eye when she explained it that way. Nicole had it covered when it came to getting rid of Michelle. She wanted Michelle gone regardless. It was a personal vendetta. So really her pulling that break in a tie thing doesn't really hold a lot of water at the end. She wanted Michelle gone. So I don't, I don't think any of that really is going to help her out. I think Nicole is going to stick with Corey, and if Nicole and Corey finish in the final two, God help us. If Corey doesn't win, it's going to be a shame. And I think it will be Nicole. Nicole's got – I think Nicole will lose because she's got too many people in the jury that just don't like her. They don't like the way that she played. They think that she's snaky. Michelle's in there working. The, she's going to be working it where, you know, Michelle finale night is going to get her attention. Sorry for people that love her. She's going to make sure she gets her spot. Everything Michelle has done is for attention. And she's going to get her attention on finale night by calling out Nicole and getting people to think, hey, you know what, maybe she's right. Maybe Nicole really didn't do anything. Maybe Nicole did float. Nicole is not going to be somebody who can win this final two. I don't think James is somebody who can win this final two. I think you're looking at either Paul or Corey winning this thing. Your best final two, which will never happen, would be Paul and Corey at this stage in the game. Paul and Corey are your best final two. But I'm going to give you my final two prediction right now. I think it goes either two ways. I think it's either going to be Paul and Nicole, because I think he'll take Nicole with him because he feels like he's got the best shot. Or in some weird universe, I think it's going to be Corey and James. But my bet really is on Paul and Nicole. I really think it's going to be those two at the end. I think Paul's going to, like they say in the South, Paul's going to walk a, walk a mud hole in her and stomp her, twice, stomp her dry. I think he's going to completely run through her on finale night. And I think it's going to be Paul's going to win this thing. I think Paul's going to run with it. I think he's going to get the check. 
And I think Victor, on the other end of it, is going to get America's favorite player. It ain't going to be James. I'd be really shocked if it's James. Uh, but Corey, he's got to keep himself safe. This next HOH is going to put him in great danger, and it's going to be a hell of a way for him to get out of this thing. He's going to have to really hope that he doesn't go up this week. I don't trust Nicole to win this final, this HOH before the final one. This is the of all the HOHs that you want to win. It's the one before the final three you want because you don't have to sit out of the final three HOH. You can play back to back and you're safe. That's where Paul needs to strike. He needs to make a move on this HOH and he's got to win it. I think James is distracted. I think James is unsure of who to trust. I think if Paul can talk to James and get James to realize that he's the one he needs to go to the final two with, James may give Paul that HOH with a guarantee that he'll take him to the final three. On the other end, he can't make that deal with anybody else. He's going to be going against Nicole. Paul's got a great shot. Paul's due an HOH, I think. I think James is too distracted. That's why I give Paul this final three. I think Paul... Works that final three, HOH, I think he knows no matter what, he can't give in. And I think he's going to fight. And, again, I don't, send him, I don't, see, I don't see Corey winning that final three and sending Nicole home. It's his best bet to take Nicole with him. And I don't see Paul sitting in that final three in the HOH chair and sending home, or sending home Nicole. Nicole's going to likely be in that final two, I think. And I think that it's going to be Paul. I think this final HOH may get rid of Corey, and if it does, unless Corey wins his POV, that, that's a situation that changes everything. But, again, everybody's going to be working against, against Corey winning that HO, uh, POV because I can guarantee you this, Nicole sure as hell ain't going to give it to Corey, even if she's, if she's on, sitting on the block next to him. James ain't going to give it to Corey, and Paul sure as hell ain't going to give it to Corey unless he wants James gone, but I don't see that happening. Because I think the only person that Paul needs to get rid of to win this final money is going to be Corey. Corey really doesn't have to get rid of anybody. I think he does well to argue his side to the jury if he's final two. But Paul gives him a little bit of trouble. But I think he wins it against James. I think he definitely wins it against uh, Nicole. It's going to be an interesting, really interesting final three. And I'm really honestly... I don't like to reveal myself. I'm really pulling for Paul. I think it's going to be a really great turnaround for him. I know he doesn't need the money, but I'm going to go ahead and tell you guys this already off the bat. And this is how I truly feel about about uh, your big brother and you know people who don't need the money. If your argument ever to me is so-and-so doesn't need the money, there are two things that have to do with big brother that will make my, my blood boil. You can say you like a player that sucks. It won't bother me. Like who you like. I don't care. You may give me the dumbest reasons, and I'm just going to laugh about it and move on. We may argue. I'll argue with anybody. Ask my wife. But do not tell me, number one, that you want to see first-time evicted returned, because that will make my blood boil. Okay? It drives me nuts. It will never happen. Never, ever, ever, ever happen. Don't bring it up. It drives me crazy. There's no way CBS is going to pay first-time evicted people a vet salary to come back in the house. They were all evicted for a reason. They're all forgettable. I bet you can't name five of them. That'll let you know how mad it makes me. <laughs> it's not going to happen. But don't tell me that because somebody has money, they don't deserve it. This game is not a charity. And I know there's people out there saying, Paul doesn't need the money. Paul doesn't need the money. He's got money. He doesn't need the money. I don't want him to win. That's fine. If that's, your, if that's your position, that's fine. Honestly, if that's your position, that's what hurts the game. I'm going to go ahead and say it. That's what hurts the game. I've only got, like, what, two shows left? I'll go ahead and tell you. That attitude is what hurts the game. It's not a game that's charity-wise. It's not a game to give away money to people who need it the most. That's called going on Price is Right or whatever you want to go on. Maybe that's not the case either. But yes, call, you know, hey, look for charity. Okay, go to your church. Tell, tell you know if that's what you want, then you go get charity from somewhere. This game is a game about people who play a strategy to last in a house. It's a social experiment, and whoever makes it to the end, whether they were themselves through it, like maybe like Jordan, or whether they completely changed who they were or who they were, like Dr. Will or Dan, 
and got to the point where they won the money. It's a game, and you've got to play the game. I don't believe that because Paul's family has money, Paul doesn't deserve to win. That's garbage to me. It's trash. I don't, it just bothers me when people bring that up. That's not what this game's about. So Paul winning is a great winner, I think, for the season. I think it's a great winner for the franchise. I think it's a good winner for CBS. I think Paul's going to be, if he wins, I think Paul is somebody who's going to be a really, really, really nice winner. I think he's going to be a good winner. I think I don't think he's going to, you know, be an embarrassment. I don't think that he's going to be somebody who's going to show up at all these appearance things. I think he's going to lay low. I don't think he's going to be somebody looking for that type of thing. I think he's going to go back to his life, and that's sometimes those are the best winners when they just kind of disappear and they go on and do their thing, and you kind of wonder, man, I wonder where they're at. That's a cool winner. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's the way Paul. I like Corey to win as well. I don't have any problems with Corey winning. I could honestly settle for Paul or Corey winning at this point. I think Corey has done the right moves at the right time at the end of the game. As much as Paul has done the right moves at the right times throughout the game. So I think they both can stake their claim to winning it. I think Paul's been a lot more social. I think Corey's been a lot more competition wise. But Corey's a well liked in the jury. Paul, I think, is going to be well liked in the jury. I give him a lot of credit both ways to win this game. And the best final two, again, would be Corey and Paul. Never going to happen. I predict that it's going to be Paul and Nicole. I think Paul's going to be smart enough to win these last two HOHs, and I think he's going to get rid of Corey. He's going to get rid of James, one of the two in these two uh, these two opportunities that are coming up. And I think it's going to be Nicole. He's going to drag all the way there, and it's going to be easy money. It's going to be cha-ching all the way home because a lot of people didn't like Nicole. They don't like Nicole being in the final two. They don't feel like she's done anything. Does she have enough on her resume? If she was going against James at this point in the game, Yes, if the game ended today and it was Nicole and James, Nicole's got enough of a resume, in my opinion. Now, a lot of people feel like Nicole was a snake, but my point is is that if you thought I was a snake and I was a snake in the house, and you're right, how come I'm still here? If I'm that bad, if I'm that good, then I did something right to be called out over and over and over again to still be sitting here. Nicole has an argument to make, but we all know Nicole isn't the best at speeches. Nicole's not the best at selling herself. Nicole has zero confidence. So don't bet on her selling it very wise to the jury. It'll be a really dumb explanation for why she should be there, and they're not going to buy it. I'd be really surprised if she all suddenly turned into, you know, Barack Obama and gave a great speech on why she should be the final two winner. I just don't see it. So that's what I've got tonight, guys. Things are going to change now because schedules are getting weird. You know, I told you guys there are things I look forward to in life. Going back to the originals, talk. Listen, I love Super Bowl. I love the college football bowls in January. Then I get to Big Brother Canada. I get a little excited. Then March Madness comes around. I get a little bit more excited because I don't even watch college basketball. But I love the setup of March Madness. And I love the fact I can win money. I'm a gambling degenerate. Let's just go ahead and say it. I'm a de- degenerate gambler. Uh <laughs> I, trust me, I'm not broke I, Nothing like that But I, I do love to gamble, so I love March Madness And then, you know, Big Brother comes on We get excited about that I love reading about the spoilers Like I told you guys, what's coming up next And what bet might be coming back Even though it's mostly baloney It's fun to listen to and talk about on Morty's uh, And TVforum.net uh, And then Big Brother starts And then, you know, football starts kicking in So these are things I look forward to so it's going to be sad to see this show go, uh, this, but we're going to see what's going to happen uh, with, uh, with uh, over-the-top Big Brother. I'm, I'm telling you guys, I'm lost on it. But schedule is going to change because of Thursday night football for CBS. Tuesday night is the eviction. I plan on being live Tuesday night. Then they've got some quirky stuff going on Wednesday and, and I think something on Friday I'm going to have to see the schedule, and, of course, if you guys want to tweet me and let me know what the schedule is the next couple of days, I really would appreciate it. So I know when we're going to go live, but we always go live on evictions. Of course, with this last week, things came up. But we always go live for evictions. So Tuesday night, we'll see you. We'll be talking about that. We're going to be going into the Final Four. It's a very exciting time. We're going to talk a little bit more about strategy. There are no power rankings. There's no point for power rankings. At this point, you made it the Final Five. You get credit. I can't do a power rankings with the top two and bottom two and the one in the middle. It's not going to work. So now we just talk about strategy, what moves are being made, and any spoilers that we've gotten. 
And that's what this next couple of episodes are going to be about. So stay tuned. You'll see me announce it on Twitter. I would bet that we're going to do Tuesday night uh, because that's the eviction episode. We'll see things really pick up now because they're going to have to get it done and get it cleaned up and mopped up and pictures rehung and painting redone on that house. I doubt they're going to leave that house the same way. So they've got to move to get this show over with to move on with Over the Top. Uh, and, of course, we'll be making some announcements on that as we go, too, as soon as we figure out what their forum's going to be. We've got an idea, but we need something, uh, a little clearer picture, clarification in the water, as they say. But uh, so we'll see you guys Tuesday night. I'll announce it on Twitter. Please join me. It'll be a lot of fun. I will be able to take calls Tuesday night. Don't forget, write down the number, 713-955-0749. Join in the conversation, guys. Listen, we have 8,000 people listening to this show this year. I appreciate it so much. You have no idea the movement that this show is creating. I'm sorry that I've been loopy today. I know there are things that I started on and left off. I'm on NyQuil and everything else. Um, And... I am completely spaced out, so the fact that I've even made it this far should be an accomplishment. I deserve a medal. Folks, be safe. Be careful out there. We love you. We want you back. Uh, Life is tough. I keep telling you guys, life is tough. I know it is. But just know, you've got one friend out here that cares about you and loves you. I want to see you safe, and I want to see you on Tuesday night. Thanks, everybody, for listening in. Thanks for the year or the season. It's been a lot of fun. We're wrapping this thing up. We're going to find out who the winner is. We're going to have a fun finale night. It's all coming to a head very soon in the next couple of weeks. Thanks so much. We'll see you next Tuesday, 11 p.m. Eastern. Have a great night, folks. Flurry, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes. <laughs> Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open, and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. Underhanded, unscrupulous, and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.